0: the story of Robert, an inanimate tire that has been abandoned in the desert, who suddenly and inexplicably comes to life. As Robert roams the bleak landscape, he discovers that he possesses terrifying telepathic powers that give him the ability to destroy anything he wishes without having to move. At first content to prey on small desert creatures and various discarded objects, his attention soon turns to humans, especially a beautiful and mysterious woman who crosses his path, leaving a swath of destruction across the desert landscape. Robert becomes a chaotic force to be reckoned with, and truly a movie villain for the ages. Jeff, that's the story of Rubber, the greatest horror movie (laughs) ever made. It's so good. Uh, uh, Welcome, everybody, to That's Terrible. Um, This week, we're going to talk about Rubber, the 2011 film, um, about an inanimate tire that kills people. And (laughs) I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, My name is Jordan, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Jeff. How's it going, everybody? And let's just dive right into it, man. What was what was your first experience with rubber like? Well that okay, that sounds weird. What was your first experience with this movie like? <laughs> um Yeah, no, so
1: I saw it on Netflix. Um it looked like a horror movie, and then I saw the tire, and I'm like, that no way, that's not a horror movie. <laughs> so um I scrolled past it and I eventually ended up watching it just randomly out of the blue, and it just I was so shocked. By the way, I don't know. Like the the idea of the movie just kind of blew my mind and then, you know, all the we'll get into details later, but just like all the little things that they added. It's just a weird movie. It's um, just
0: shocked it's by the so fact weird. that it exists at all like
1: Yeah, and and the the and you know, the opening intro with the sheriff, I I didn't know really what to expect from the rest of this movie. Right. <laughs> just from that opening scene. So, right. yeah, I don't know. That uh, was my first
0: that was mine. What was? What about yours? Mine was. I was working at Hastings at the time, and uh, for those who don't know, Hastings was a an entertainment store that rented movies, much like a Blockbuster. And for those of you who don't know, Blockbuster was like a Red Box but a store. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Um, <laughs> I was working there at the time, and I just saw it on the video rental shelf, and I just looked at it, and it's just this. It just has rubber on it, and it's a tire in the middle of the road, just standing up, and you know, there was some malevolent force in the world that just told me that I needed to watch this movie, and I did. And it is—it has been with me ever since. It has resonated in my soul in, in ways that are tough to describe, honestly. But uh, we're gonna, you know, do our best here. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, first, we should say that Rubber is more of a comedy than a horror movie. But I think the like the thing that makes it so funny is that it—it's not actually. Like played for laughs, it takes itself very fucking seriously, but it's laughable at the same time. Oh, yeah, like you can tell that they're trying to be funny, but it's not like a Seth Rogen movie, you know? They're not like pausing for laughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just get to it. Um, so in the very first thing that happens, oh, and uh, we should probably say beforehand, uh, for this episode and all episodes, we are going to spoil the shit out of this movie. So if you thought that <laughs> synopsis sound interesting and you want to see Rubber and you haven't seen Rubber, I recommend going to do that um, before. you And know, then coming back to the podcast. Yeah. And then come back and see us because uh, you're going to want to just you want to have somebody to talk to about this movie. Oh, and- yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. If you don't already know about rubber, you're probably not going to have anyone in your circle to talk to. So it's going to be us. <laughs> uh, so the first thing that happens, we see a dirt road and we see a bunch of chairs lined up on it and a car starts driving down the road and these chairs are kind of offset a little bit. And this car just like keeps swerving. going maybe, I don't know, five miles an hour and just starts knocking over all these chairs and just mm-hmm. swerving left and right. And as it hits them, the chairs just crumble. And I like, then and now i laughed so hard at that part i just no couldn't i didn't control too. myself i thought to myself i'm like those are
1: the weakest chairs i've ever <laughs> seen in my life they he barely touched it and it literally just fell
0: apart it's like the it's like those scenes where like in family guy or in south park where something just completely innocuous just blows up for no reason it was like yes. that. they just they just crumbled at like the slightest breeze it was amazing
1: no, I just, and then like later uh, when it pulls up to those people, the guy was like, "We were gonna sit on those." I'm like, "Nobody's sitting on that. There's no way in hell nobody's sitting on that
0: weak ass chair." <laughs> yeah. So that's <laughs> so uh, the the car pulls up and uh, a sheriff or a cop gets out of the trunk and he gets up and he walks over and he starts talking to the camera and he essentially has this big monologue about film and the exist the existence of a concept known as no reason and that's essentially a way to describe you know things that just happen for no reason I mean it doesn't need to be broken down and I really appreciated that you know he says the film you're about to watch is an homage to the no reason and the fact that that is like that colors the first 60 seconds of this movie you're like oh that car was rolling over these chairs for no reason and the dude got out of the trunk for no reason and then one of the audience members says we could have sat on those chairs (laughs) like
1: (laughs) Nobody's sitting on that chair. No, I I love that speech. I I don't remember it by heart, but I I love that speech, and I loved it even more at the end of the movie when I finished it because I was like, "That's no reason. There's no fucking reason That's that this no movie should no exist, reason. but it
0: does," and I love it. Yeah, I loved it because he just he keeps talking about films, and it's like, "Why does this happen in this film? No reason." And then he's like, "Why did the president suddenly get assassinated in JFK? No reason." <laughs> like.
1: What was the other one? It was like, why was the alien brown in ET? No, <laughs> no reason. No like, reason. Well, <laughs> that's kind of weird. All right.
0: I'll I'll roll with it. Yeah. So just some funny shit like that. Um, and one of the things he says is, "Why can't we see the air around us?" Um, and that that comes up later, which I think is pretty funny. Um, so yeah. the premise here is that this um this cop kind of introduces us to the movie, and then we see a uh, I call him the host in in my notes here. Um, he essentially has these audience members and he gives them all binoculars and he's like, Hey, or or he either says, or they just know, like, Hey, you need to look over here. You're watching something. And there's this thing where everybody's like, Oh, I hope it's not one of those crappy silent movies. Uh, is it going to be in color or is it going to be in black and white? Like, it's just this super surreal. Like these people know they're watching a movie that exists like in the world. They're not looking at a screen. And I think that's pretty damn good. Oh yeah, no, it's it's super good. And then like,
1: uh, th- I just liked all the little comments they had, like like they're almost talking to the viewer. So the kid says, you know, this is boring, and the dad said, just be patient, it'll pick up. Just like the entire beginning of this movie is super slow, but don't worry, just be patient, it's gonna pick up.
0: Oh yeah, having an actual theater audience that sits in for your actual theater audience or living room audience is fucking great. Uh, No, it's so good throughout the movie. They're constantly just talking about like uh, the things that you would say as, as an audience member, like, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But um, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. So they're, they're just looking around and then they, they find a trash dump and because that's the only thing in view, they're like, Oh, we should probably focus on this trash dump. And then we see the tire and the tire comes alive. And (laughs) one of the greatest things about this tire is that he really struggles to roll at first. He has like this total Bambi moment where he like gets up, rolls for like two inches, and then just falls over under his own weight. <laughs> you could feel the struggle, like for this tire, you feel it how how much he struggles just to try to get rolling. Yeah, and it's got like this "Nature Is Beautiful" music playing, where it's like, <laughs> yes. like how majestic the native tire is in its element and <laughs> uh, its trash dump. Yeah, to take this at like face value for like horror movies. Um, I do think it's interesting that we see this, you know, thing that's going to be like a mass murderer struggle at first. Like, I do think that's really interesting and not something you see in other horror movies that actually have, like, people and beings um, that are just like, oh, Mike Myers is just, he's just real good at what he does, you know, so is Jason, so is Freddy. Uh, You don't get to see that, like, trial and error or, like, the complete bumblingness that is, you know, the beginning of that sort of stuff. So I thought that was... That was cool if you're going to look at it as like, oh, this is just another horror movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I, lo- I like that a lot. Uh, so after he gets rolling, after he finally is able to stand on his own weight, uh, about 13 minutes into this movie, we get the infamous first kill, and it's the tire squeezing the life out of a water bottle. I had the same thing in my <laughs> notes, too. I said, first kill, the water bottle. <laughs> the water bottle. He just like rolls <laughs> up to it. It's real slow. He just like rolls, and he just like, it builds this tension, right? It builds that horror movie tension. And then he just like rolls over it and keeps going. Yeah. But it's almost
1: like, you know, like he like kind of waited for it. And then once he did it, I don't know. I almost felt like he liked it. And then I was like, Oh my God, he's, he's, he's vicious. He's a vicious yeah, tire that likes vicious. to
0: kill things. <laughs> <laughs> tire that has no emotions or, or visible emotions or words. And you just can tell that he's like, fuck. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> That was cool. I'm going to go into bigger, better things. Yeah. So then he, he crushes a scorpion and gets his like yep. thirst for blood right there. Um, And then we we come back to more struggle, which I thought was, again, cool. He runs up into a beer bottle, and he's unable to crush the beer bottle.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's keeps... where he
0: finds out it's like uh, telekinetic powers. Yeah, so he like, starts to roll over this beer bottle. It doesn't work. And then he like spins, and the bottle spins with him. And you just like... The tire starts to shake and you're like oh this is fucking hilarious he's just getting really pissed off you know and that's that's how he channels his psychic ability and just blows the bottle up and it's it's a yeah no it's it's pretty cool how
1: like uh i don't know how they did it probably just special effects or whatever but you can see when he you know like the tire just bends and flex and you know he like starts to vibrate I thought that was really cool. Like the inner side of the tire, you could tell was like vibrating and moving all around. And I was like, Oh, that's
0: pretty dope. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you know, a plastic tire, just like wobbling back and forth. You could see it like reverberating and stuff. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Was um, awesome. I, I did look this up in my research and actually the tire was mostly a puppet. So they did have somebody like really? stand standing over top of it with like puppet strings. And I'm assuming that he was just like pulling them really fast to the side or something, making oh, it sure. um, wobble like that. Yes, yeah, so it was a it was a puppet, and then for like the rolling scenes, they used a the remote control tire, which I think is hilarious. I don't know how that works. Do they sell that on Amazon? I might like kind of uh, need that. I, That's I pretty know, dope. But,
1: but I'm gonna look it up after this. That scared the shit out of the 15 people that saw this
0: film. Oh yeah! I'll tell you what. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just rolling down the highway, stopping at a, a motel. Um. <laughs> I saw that movie. No way. Uh, so he blows up the beer bottle, and then we cut back to the audience. And this is probably my favorite part of the movie. There's a dude filming because his his wife couldn't make it, and everyone's like, "Yo, piracy's bad, man. <laughs> you can't be doing oh, yeah. that. You can't film the film guy." And he's like, "Oh, oh, sorry. I'll remember that in the future."
1: <laughs> my wife couldn't make it. I thought I'd record. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, piracy is
0: still piracy. <laughs> like, still oh, my piracy is still piracy, man." <laughs> Oh, it's so good! I was just like the funniest. Like, oh yeah, they think they're watching a movie. This is great. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, God. So that was like a nice little moment with that audience. And again, it's like that audience is a stand-in, right? I remember. I didn't remember that, that that happened and when I watched it I was like why the? Why does that dude have a video camera like what's what's going on there and then they you know talk about it there I'm like okay that's that's pretty funny to like throw that in there because these people are watching a movie and everything and yeah it really reinforced the idea in my head not to get like too far ahead of ourselves that this entire movie is like um, an allegory for like Hollywood and just the filmmaking process and the movie viewing process and everything, I guess the director said that that like wasn't his intention, but um, you know, part of part of the beauty of like seeing themes and things is that it doesn't necessarily have to be the intended one for you to view it that way. So I, I think that's like a nice touch along that path for me. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. I mean, it makes sense now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, I mean, I definitely will have more to say on that. Um, so the tire starts testing. His, I should probably just call him Robert. Um, his name is Robert. In the credits, they never actually name him in the movie, but his name is Robert in the credits. And I think that I was gonna, I was gonna ask, where the hell are you, <laughs> <with> Robert? <from? laughs> yeah, I didn't it just, sense, but it's just dropped in the credits. Around. Yeah, yeah, I do stick around for the credits. So, right? I guess it's just because like Robert kind of sounds like rubber. Like if you're gonna name like, a tire, Robert's probably a good choice, right?
1: Yeah. No, that's probably the closest
0: to rubber. So. Yeah. Um, so then we see that like even though the audience is like watching a movie, everything is like happening in real time. Um, the tire tests all his powers, and then we see like the audience is asleep. Like night has passed, so they're all were just like, oh, that the, the tire is done. We need to go to sleep and catch up on the thi- the thing we're watching tomorrow. Um, so while it's while it's a movie, it's like more like a theater production, I guess, because it is happening like in real time in front of them. Yeah. Uh, so they're just waiting for the the movie to start again, and everyone's like, "Hey, do we um do we get some money or not some money, some food or something? Like we're kind of hungry out here." And the host dude just like wakes him up, and he's like, and eh, just leaves without saying anything. Really, <laughs> um, really nefarious that host guy, you know. Really get a bad vibe no, he, off that dude. He robbed him. That's like super fucked. Oh, he, he did rob them right running there. Yeah, pockets. that's right. Yeah, yeah, he walks up on him. He like digs through their pockets and they like pockets it. And then he's like, "All right, get up. It's time to start the show." Yeah, again. Everybody, get up. <laughs> that's right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Um. So then we see uh, a tire drinking water, which is a sentence I never thought I'd have to say in my life. <laughs> I had that in my notes too. I'm like, he's kind of like a human. Like he sleeps. He drinks water. Like I don't know. That's what I had in my notes. <laughs> So another thing I found from uh, the director in an interview he was talking about, you know, it, essentially it was just a tire in the beginning and he wanted it to be like purely evil. And then they started filming it and then it got this like sort of relatable quality to it and this, you know, this sort of human effect to him. Um, so he now likens Robert to a dog. So the tire is a dog essentially. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. So, so he's drinking water and then a rabbit shows up. And he apparently oh, doesn't. Poor rabbit. He doesn't like that rabbit very much, so he explodes <laughs> the shit out of it, and uh, just blood and guts just go everywhere. And then melancholic music starts playing, and he's rolling down the the dirt. And the song <laughs> "I Just Don't Want to Be Lonely" is playing in the background. Oh my god! <laughs> it's, it's such a fucking good moment. That's just like, what even is this movie right now? Why do I feel bad for this tire? Who's alone? (laughs) And why am I still watching this right now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately the first time and the second time I continued watching. So, Oh yeah. I watched it all the way through. Yeah. This is the moment where the tire sees the, uh, the girl we mentioned in the synopsis here. Uh, She's driving like a convertible car and he like rolls up and like watches her drive past. He'll use his uh, crazy powers and like stop her car. So it like, I don't know. It malfunctions in some way, and she can't get it restarted, right? And he's rolling yeah. up on her, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Like he's gonna like blow up the car or something, or he's just gonna like blow her up or something like that. And then this redneck dude flies around the corner and completely <laughs> blasts the shit out of the tire. Man, it goes flying through the air. Uh, he didn't even swerve.
1: He didn't even try to like you know move out of the way. He's like, "Oh god, there's a tire in the road. Maybe I should move to the right." You know what I mean? He just fucking nailed it.
0: Well, he was a little distracted, and I think he swerved because of her car. He swerved so, like, later. Yeah, he hit the yeah, tire, like, head on. And then, like, narrowly missed the car. Yes. So he he gave zero shits about Robert, and uh, Robert d- gets his revenge in due fucking time. Um, so <laughs> Very this, this true. Lets, this lets the girl get away, apparently, because, like, it, the tire's powers were broken or whatever. Um, so, tire, obviously, gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be full of those sentences isn't isn't it? The sentences you'd never thought you'd hear anybody ever say. Like I wrote it in my notes as if Tyre was his name. <laughs> um, so the next thing that happens and I quote, Tyre takes his anger out on a crow. <laughs> uh,
1: oh my god. I mean but that 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 shot of the crow
0: through the tire was fantastic. As- really nice camera work there uh, i like then, that and then the crow explodes and the tire moves on <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we see the girl drive past the um the guy the redneck guy and flip him off and i thought it was really funny because she's pissed off at him for almost killing her but he probably saved her life you know yeah yeah in height and sight yeah by, by taking out this murderous tire who was about to uh do some bad things apparently uh, yeah, which no one's aware of, of this murderous
1: tire yet. Right. Besides maybe the audience, they might've seen the, the bunny or the
0: crow get exploded. Yeah. I'm sure they saw all that shit, but they're like, Oh, it's a movie or whatever. Right? Yeah, that's true. Um, so apparently like, even though the dude didn't show any like animosity towards this girl, like we, she flipped him off and he was just like, eh, whatever finishes gassing up his car. But then he like walks over to a payphone and, the implication is that like, he's calling the cops on her for like speeding or something. I don't know. Did you get, yeah, that? I don't know who he, w- I didn't know who he was calling it. Oh,
1: I don't know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention that much to the call scene. Cause I was like, where the fuck's the tire? Like, where's he going to show up? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. it makes sense that he would maybe call the police or maybe yeah. like
0: his wife. I don't know. Like I'm on my way or something. I don't know. Yeah. I he's, don't know. Like, he got a town or something. He just has like this permanent scowl on his face. So it just seemed like he was like, oh damn, kids or whatever uh long story short yeah. though he he does not make to get that phone call uh the phone is not working so he gets back into his truck and then the tire rolls up right next to him and he just kind of looks over at it and i i sort of got this feeling that like he knew what was going to happen but but i don't think that that's what they were trying to say no i think he just i think he was just, he was just confused He's like, why is this tire rolling up on me? It's you? like, why is this fucking <laughs> moving tire? I'm tripping balls. Uh, so anyway, yeah. he, looks, he looks away from the tire, and then his head explodes. In this, um, God, just the the explosion of heads. Oh, they're it's so good. It's just, the head explosions are just fantastic in this movie. Is really well done for this movie that was made on like I don't want to say a micro budget because it's still a shitload of money, but this isn't like your normal Hollywood blockbuster. And just the way that they make these things explode looks really good, really convincing. Um, and I, I'm sure it was all practical effects, so that really helps. Yeah. So anyway, his lifeless corpse is now just sitting in his car, and we now see what the tire can do to humans, right? Like, he <laughs> just makes their goddamn head explode like it's Mars attacks or something. just goes for the head, man. <laughs> Always. So... I really don't get a concept of how far down the road they are, but the tire rolls up on a motel that has the girl's car at it, and in classic fucking horror movie fashion, she has left her door open while she's in the shower. Oh, What the real fuck? Original. <laughs> like, what the fuck? The tire rolls up, and it's just, like, getting all creepy on her, you know? Yeah,
1: it's just, it's just sitting there. Oh, yeah. No, that's... Yeah, that scene was a little weird, but...
0: Uh, then we have, like, what is probably the most played for comedy point of the movie where we cut back to the audience and someone says do you think the tire's gonna get laid and someone <laughs> says and then so the conversation goes where would he start and someone says a blow job <laughs> Yeah, I sat
1: there trying to fathom how that would even play out. Even I knew it wasn't going to happen, but if it did, I was sitting there like, oh, I wonder how this would, you know, go down. Look,
0: look this tire's got to, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's The
0: rubber's got some rubber or something. The rubber, the rubber meets the road or something. I, I'm not quite sure. Um, so that was pretty uh, funny. But again, like this is a like surrogate for the actual audience. Right. And these are things that people are thinking and things you hear in the movie theater. And there are people like watching who are like, Hey, if you're going to laugh so loud, can you like go somewhere else? Uh, You know, like go somewhere else in the theater, that sort of shit. It's, it's yeah. a good analogy for like a theater experience for sure. Uh So oh, the go- yeah. no, the- <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I, I haven't really, I haven't seen
1: that in any other movie and I'm really surprised. Cause I thought it, you know, bleed its way into some movies but i haven't i haven't seen any other movie that does that
0: not so overtly there are definitely movies with characters that are like oh that's a stand-in for the audience because he says the obvious thing or whatever
1: yeah yeah but i mean like to blatantly you know (laughs) mimic
0: what the audience would do is 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 pretty awesome right uh so the girl calls her mom and apparently the tire rents a room next door (laughs) um he's just (laughs) sitting on a bed and he's like watching workout videos and like music videos and stuff. I don't look, I don't know if that tire has money or what, but he was just in an empty room. Somehow he opened the door. No reason, I guess. Right. Like (laughs) he
1: he probably uses psychic abilities to open up the door. Right. If he can explode ahead, I'm I'm sure he could open up a
0: door. Like that's how, that's how I felt. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. But like, he's not able to control it at this point. Right. Like, it seems don't like it's, I, it's blown up or nothing right now. I feel like he got it pretty down once he exploded that dude's head at the gas station. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, he did control the car for, he did shut down the car, like, first thing, so. Yeah, dude, that takes skill. I you guess You gotta so. figure out what to shut down.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just pulled the power plug, I don't know. Um, yeah. So we come back to the audience, and they're getting real hungry, and they're like, hey, do you think we're gonna have to eat each other? You know, more, <laughs> hor- more horror concepts in here. And then this little kid, (laughs) this little kid brings up the blown up rabbit and he's like, I've got this rabbit (laughs) rabbits good to eat. Right. And someone's like, no, you idiot. That's fake. Get rid of that. And he just like drops it. And we never get a resolution as to whether it's actually fake. Um, But I have a feeling that it is, that it is not given the events that continue to proceed in this movie. No. Yeah, no way. It would have been nice for them to like extrapolate on that more. Um, you know, if like somebody in the audience was like, oh shit, no, this is, this is real guys. Like something like real fucking weirds going
1: on. Yeah. Like actually be hungry enough to go up and try it. And then be like, this is, this is real. Or like, you know, like maybe fake that he was going to go eat it. But then he's like, that's real blood.
0: Like, like this mm, is nope. real. I'm not doing that. Uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then we, we cut to the host dude who's doing some real weird shit while trying to pick his outfit. He's like, got his shoes on his hands and he's like walking across a desk in front of a mirror. I don't fucking know. <laughs> There's a Turkey. There's a living Turkey just sitting there. And then he gets a call and he keeps calling this person master. He's like, yeah, master. I'll do that. You know, obviously that's paraphrasing, but yeah, he's like very respectful to this person. And in like this really weird way that you kind of expect of this weird dude. Um so he hangs up the phone, he opens a briefcase that's got knives and like chemicals in it and we cut to black and the turkey is dead now. The turkey's super dead. <laughs> we we hear it die. And at this point I'm confused cuz I like why why did he just ritually sacrifice this turkey, you know? Where did first of all, where did he get the turkey? Second of all, why wasn't he like everybody
1: else and just go, you know, to a grocery store and get some turkey and do it, yes. you know? Do what he was supposed to do with it, but no, he's like, I'm gonna get a live turkey and then
0: I'm gonna kill it <laughs> then I'm gonna then I'm gonna do some stuff to that turkey. Um, yeah, I was like, what th- the fuck? You know, I I don't know if turkeys exist in the wild in the desert, but I doubt that they do. So there must have <laughs> been a lot more planning that went into this that we did not get clued in on. That's very true. So in the morning, he he gets on his little bike and he rides away. And the maid or the housekeeper comes up and she's like, Hey, you want me to clean your room? And he's like, Yeah, why not? (laughs) And like, I just had this thought in my head that like this dude's just being a dick, and then she's gonna walk in there and find like turkey guts and feathers all over the room. (laughs) And she's gonna be like, What the fuck, asshole? It's a turkey massacre happened here. (laughs) Yeah, but the real turkey massacre happens immediately following this. Uh, dude dude brings the turkey to the audience and then we have this like super zombie moment where everybody is just like ripping into this seemingly raw turkey like like, did did you get the feeling that was cooked
1: I mean from the way that it was prepared because I feel like turkeys don't look like that like once you just kill them and rip all the feathers off like I feel like turkeys don't look like that but it looked smaller than what it was supposed to because that turkey was huge in the room oh yeah so yeah I don't know if it was cooked or not but on the zombie effect that thing was that was dope i love that that was yeah. super nice touch and an That's, homage to zombie movies for sure
0: oh yeah it was just like everybody just tearing into it like not giving a yeah. shit. uh my only follow-up question to my previous question is where the fuck did he cook this thing if it is cooked he was in a motel Ooh. room there ain't no ovens in there do they still when was this movie shot like what
1: time period is this supposed to be in uh i would say it's like 90s like if you look at the cars I, so, I gotta say, like, isn't there wouldn't there be a microwave in there? Like you could cook a turkey in a microwave,
0: yeah, and that wasn't a big turkey, but it wasn't like a small enough for a microwave turkey. I don't think, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know, maybe mm-hmm.
1: that oven's in the room. I don't know.
0: if they had Look, an oven in the room, I'll tell you
1: what it wouldn't fucking surprise me.
0: That was like a ramshackle ass motel. I don't know, man, <laughs> uh, you know, if I ever meet this director, I'm gonna ask him. he's probably gonna be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, oh my God, you watched it <laughs> so, um, so. on the topic of the audience there's this old stoic dude who's sitting in a wheelchair and he's he's just like intent on watching he's been up early before everyone else every morning and he's just sitting there watching and all these people are just going at this turkey behind him and he just looks over at him and he's like fucking animals like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) so that that guy's pretty damn cool Uh, (laughs) the maid goes into the tire's room uh, to clean and finds like the sheets are all black, which I thought was a real nice touch. Like he had just been, you know, getting his rubber grossness all over the sheets and stuff while sitting there. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to his credit, he was showering. He got in the shower to wash himself off. Yeah. He was
1: dirty. He just rolled around in the dirt all day. like, he's got tires got a shower, man.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> the, the housekeeper hears that and like calls out like, Hey, someone here, you want me to clean this place? And again, another horror movie trope. She calls out, nobody responds, and she just keeps on going. Like, just walks in on somebody in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing Robert was a tire. There'd be a lawsuit happening or something. I don't know. Or a killer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So she throws the tire out and, you know, makes a comment about, like, fucking weirdos who bring towers into the motel and put them in showers, I guess. I don't know. Maybe she's had this happen before. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, maybe. the tire immediately is like no fuck you and like rolls back into the room and we see this little boy that that sees this happen he sees the tire go in and he sees the door close so the boy's like walks up to his dad who's i don't know fixing an electrical box or something but telephone pole maybe Yeah, something but you get the feeling that like he's in charge of this motel through this and then like he's interrogated by the cops but the boy's like hey dad I just saw that tire again it just went into uh, room number 16 like please please go check it out and the dad plays the total horror movie character it's just like nope you're fucking stupid go get me a pizza (laughs) take your fucking bike go get me a goddamn pizza and don't forget my extra meat and kids like yeah fuck all right fine so the kid leaves and the tire is just you know chilling watching tv again with the headless body of the goddamn housekeeper just laying on the ground. Yeah, no, The yeah, the, there's blood just everywhere. I love how, like, nonchalant this tire is as a killer, as a horror movie villain. You don't really, like, get that a lot. Yeah, no, that makes sense. He just, like, got his mission and he knows he's, like, got it under control. So he's just, like, yeah, that girl's in the next room over. I'll see her when she leaves. So I'm just going to chill out for a minute and watch <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was he was watching. Yeah, right. And probably more workout video. Why the workout videos? Like, what the fuck is that significance to the movie? Look, we've already established that this tire is fucking creepy as hell, just watching girls in showers and shit. So he's probably just trying to get his rocks off, you know? Maybe, I guess. Maybe that's why there were streak marks on the sheets. Yeah, just like the audience said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, the tire follows the girl to the pool. Um, which she walked by the window, he followed, he gets to the pool. And she immediately gets out and walks away. <laughs> like, so close. She's like, "I'm gonna go to the pool. Splash. All right, I'm done now." <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm wet. I better go dry off. Yeah. <laughs> so the tire's just sitting there, like completely out in the open, and the girl just walks right past it, like like nothing's wrong, you know. And it was another one of those horror movie moments where you're like, "Man, you were real close to that." But you got. A- <laughs> but you got away. Yeah. No. I. I mean, that's how I. One thing I do like,
1: though, is they act how anybody else would. Like, if you saw a tire, you would just walk past it. Like, you'd pay no attention to it because it's a tire. I mean, I
0: mean, like, yes and no, because I probably would have noticed going to the pool that there was no tire there like 60 seconds beforehand. (laughs) But then you still wouldn't have done anything. You would have looked at it like that's weird. That wasn't there, whatever. Like, who's fucking putting tires near me? Uh, People don't seem to notice the tire as much as they should in like general concepts, but yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that was just this nice little moment. And then the tire, I think this is the point where the tire gets in the pool. He's like, I want to go swim. And he splashes into the pool and like sinks immediately. Drowns. (laughs) (laughs) Drowns. Quote unquote. He doesn't come back up. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, Another really funny moment happens here, though. There's this, like, hippie hitchhiker dude who's, like, walking down the road and he sees the boy on the bike with the pizza coming and he tries to hitchhike with him. Yeah, (laughs) like, like, that's gonna fucking work. Like, you're just gonna hop on the back of his bike. You didn't even have pegs on it. You couldn't even get on the pegs. No, nothing.
1: (laughs) No, no. Yeah, that was confusing, but I was like, whatever. That's whatever. This movie's for no fucking reason, so. Definitely
0: one of those no reason moments for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but the boy completely unperturbed by the fact that there's somebody right there stops at the dead crow and puts some of the guts on his dad's pizza right in (laughs) front of this dude. (laughs) I would have done the same fucking thing. If my dad treated me like that, I would have done the
1: same fucking thing.
0: (laughs) Like this hitchhiker dude's like, whoa, I probably do not want to ride with you actually anymore. Yeah. You're kind of fucking weird. Do you think it was weird that they used,
1: you know, like the first two live kills again? I thought that was really cool. they used the rabbit and then they used the crow. They used both of them. I mean, they didn't use the
0: scorpion, but that's right. It's well, it. it's a scorpion, squir- and maybe it was stuck on the bottom of somebody's shoe or something. But no, I mean, yeah, I thought, thought that was, it. I thought that was cool how they came back so like nonchalantly, sort of, you know. Yeah. I wish more movies would do that sort of thing. Yeah, come back around instead of leaving open ends. Yeah. Like what happened to the crow? Like did it well, get scooped up? Did it get eaten? You know? <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't, it's not really a loose end, but it's an end that you can <laughs> reopen, I suppose. <laughs> um, so uh, with the tire in the pool, we're back to the audience and they're all like mesmerized by what's happening. And then we start to get the audience like debating how realistic it is that the, the tire would sink. As people are like, hey, what do you know about physics? Do you know if the tire would sink or float? And this dad, who's got like his young boy next to him, uh the one who brought the the rabbit, and he's like getting real sick. He's like, "But well, fuck it, it would sink. Can you help my son?" And everybody's yeah. just getting off on like, "I don't know if this tire would actually sink. I don't know if I believe this sort sort of thing." You know. And that douchebag is like,
1: "I'm th- pretty sure you're thinking of an inner tube, not a yeah.
0: tire." Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking of an <laughs> inner tube, not a tire. And then the woman's like, "I would have thought the opposite." And they're like, "What are you even talking about?" <laughs> That doesn't make any fucking sense. (laughs) So no reason in the middle of their argument, everyone starts to get sick. And then the old man is like, yo, y'all have been poisoned. Like you're all done for. Uh, (laughs) Everybody's just in like immense pain. And the old dude who didn't eat the turkey is just like, you, you, you fucked up. (laughs) You done fucked up guys. I'm going to go back to watching my movie. Uh, So some shit happens. We see the, the boy go back and find the maid. He's obviously freaked out. Um, Then we see the girl in like a diner next door and we see the cops rushing to the motel and everything. And the boy comes up into the pool and he's like, dad, sheriff, that tire kills people. Like, listen to me. This tire is fucking killing people. I saw it go into the room with the maid and everyone's like, look, no, like get, get the fucking tire out of the pool. It ain't killing people. And the boy gets the tire out and walks away. And then the cop recites his monologue a bit. He's just like standing next to the dad. And he's like, you ever wonder why we can't see the air around us? <laughs> <And> then,
1: <laughs> so the, guy,
0: the guy is like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Are you worried uh, about the murder? No, yeah. I'm worried about the air and why we can't see. <laughs> why we can't see the air. What's the reason here? Uh, <laughs> so he does eventually get back around to the murder. He's like, Hey, when I interview you, what was your relationship like with the housekeeper? then his alarm goes off and he like looks at the alarm or looks at his watch or whatever. And he's like, Oh good. Six hours have passed. The poison has taken effect. You can go home now. And he walks away and the dad is just like, wait, what? Aren't you going to, aren't we going to talk about this? And the cop just keeps walking. Like, doesn't even, doesn't even acknowledge him. But when he gets, (laughs) when he gets back to his crew, he's like, all right, everyone gather around, listen up. It's over. You can go home. We did it. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) everyone's like what the fuck are you talking about there's a body right there and he just like it's this moment where the sheriff is playing like a director and these are the actors but they don't know that they're actors and he's like no go home we're done like i promise you we're done and everyone's like no this this is real like this is real life this isn't fake and the sheriff's like okay i got it shoot me pull out your gun and shoot me and so one of the people eventually does and like shoots him three times and he's like see Nothing happens. This is all fake. Look, go over to the body. It's fake. So they go over there and they're like, nope, this body's real, dude. And this is when the host clues him in that, oh, one of the people watching is still alive. Like, we need to keep going. Like, keep it on the down low, but we got to keep going. The sheriff is just like, God damn it. I wanted to go home. He's like, motherfucker, forget everything I said. (laughs) So he walks back up to the dad covered in blood and he's like, you know what? Forget what I said. We need to talk about this housekeeper. <laughs> they sit down, <laughs> and he starts the interrogation. When the dad's fucking head explodes because the tire got him, yeah, all over uh. the shit, just blood all over the sheriff, dude. Like, <laughs> and then the best
1: part—he pulls out the note. He pulls out and he the says, note? "Oh my god, the kid was right. The tire is killing people." <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> what was that note? I like, I feel like that was like a almost like a script, but maybe since the sheriff has done it so many times that he already kind of knows. Oh, okay. But then, yeah. But like maybe this one was different. I don't know because it's weird because there's a bunch of actors making this movie for an audience, and I feel like the tire wasn't. I don't know if it was supposed to be there or not because everybody else was acting like, "No, this is fucking crazy." I don't know. The movie's kind of confusing in in my in my eyes, but.
0: Yeah, like I now that you say that, I do get the impression that like the sheriff was like, OK, audience watch this thing. It's going to be fucking wild. It's going to be the weirdest movie you've ever seen because no reason I'm going to be a part of it. But once it's over, it's over. And then he gets there and he's like, no, it's not a fucking tire, dude. i it's not going to be a tire. Why would it be a tire? And then it happens and he pulls out like like you said, maybe it's like the script. and He's like, oh, fuck, it's the tire. It's been the tire the whole time yeah yeah so that i don't know they
1: keep on adding confusion into the movie which uh, honestly that makes the movie but
0: yeah it's just more it's just confusion on top of confusion (laughs) it just wants you to think about things that don't actually matter it says a tire killing people Um, yeah so we see the tire looking in a mirror and like self-reflecting on himself in this like touching moment where he's like oh god what have i done what am i why am i doing this why am i alive and just all this yeah. other without again saying anything or like making any actual emotive expressions it's it's pretty fucking good yeah no that scene was great Uh, so then one of my favorite parts the cop to illustrate to his deputies and, and everyone else that the tire is the culprit he pulls his tire off of its rim <laughs> He just takes it off slaps it on the ground and says this is what we're looking for this is our killer find it <laughs> And he goes d- through such lengths like to lengths, uh, fucking pull off a tire.
1: Like, why can't you just point at the tire and be like, it looks like this. It's a tire. It's, it's a just tire. a tire, though. That's <laughs> no, it. No un- hard brand. work needs to be done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so good. And one of the dudes in the back says, what brand of tire? Unbranded. <laughs> <It's get> unbranded. <laughs> <laughs> like, they went from being in disbelief to taking it so fucking seriously. I love it. All the cops were yeah. like, no, you're crazy. And they're like, oh, a tire. OK, let's go. Is it worn? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then like the boy comes back and he's like, hey, the tire went that way. And the cops go after him. Then we see the host again, bringing this like super fancy ass rolling cart full of all this fancy ass food up to the the old man. He's like, hey, you want this like chicken tartare or this uh, sous vide fucking whatever egg? mixture something and he's just got all this fancy ass food and the old man's like no i'm not i'm not hungry like honestly i don't want it um so he like tells the dude off and in a time jump or like he hands the binoculars to the host he's like oh where's the tire going and oh the cops are chasing him so he hands up the binoculars and like you see him looking and in this time jump we see the host on the ground like telling this story about like him as a kid and like just trying to bond with this old man all the while he's eating all the food. Like he is just binge eating all of this fucking food on the cart. <laughs> and he's he just tells the story about his his um his brother and he's like, Yeah, we were hiking and like he slipped and fell in a crack. And like instead of running for help, for some reason I just Smashed his head in with a rock, and um, and then he stopped screaming. And yeah, and then he stopped (laughs) screaming. (laughs) It's just like this moment where you're like, "Oh, this guy's the real fucking monster here, dude." Like, yeah, right. All right, dude has an oven. Dude has an oven for sure. Oh, he just. Well, I like. He could have made all that shit somewhere. All right, there's an oven. Some. This dude's so weird. Maybe he has an oven with him, like in the back of his car. Like exhibit, put an oven in the back of his car or something. but he rides a bike.
1: Yeah. Or is that's, that just from like short distances? And then he's yeah. got like a car for long distances.
0: Yeah. I bet, bet he has a real car because he couldn't fit that whole cart on his bike, you know? That's true. All right. So, dude's got a taco truck and a bike. Move on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he <laughs> dies a very slow and painful death. He eats all that food and he obviously there was poison in it because they're trying to kill the old man. And he just dies this most painful death and it lingers on it for so long. And he, it's actually really good acting by this dude as he's you just can like feel it. he's just yeah. torn apart from the inside uh um, yeah, you can feel the pain for sure uh then we get our moment of like where the tire snaps right we see this moment and you can just tell that this inanimate object has just broken he's rolling through the desert and he sees smoke and he's like all right i'm gonna go check out the smoke and he sees a group of men just burning a pile of tires so this is <laughs> the moment where our michael myers has turned into Michael Myers, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we we jump to three days later and there are just bodies everywhere. It's just long camera pans like through grocery stores on the streets and everything. There's just headless bodies all over the place. The The tire has done some work and the cops are still investigating. But they found him. They found him in a house yeah. and they make this mannequin bomb. They make this mannequin up like a pretty girl. They strap some TNT on it. And they have the girl that the tire has been chasing. She's on this walkie talkie, just like trying to egg him on to get him to explode the mannequin. Right. And she's real bad at it. Like she's, she's French first off and English is not her native language, like in real life. Um, So that some of that comes through, but like there, she's like, you really want me to read this? And it's like, I've been a naughty girl. Come over here. You rubber fuck. or you plastic fuck or something? And,
1: yeah something like that it was just awful it was so cringeworthy too because it kept going like if it was like 10 seconds you and it ended you'd be like okay that was bad but and then it just kept going though for what five minutes this monologue just went on and
0: on and on and it was so bad yeah and at one point the sheriff gets in he's like you're not doing it right and then they're like no we need the girl's <laughs> voice and so she gets back on but to to wrap that up to make that amazing the old man comes up to the van and he knocks on it and he's like hey I was on board with the scene at the beginning, but like, I'm out. This sucks. Like your <laughs> scene sucks. <laughs> it was and, so good. And you know, this again, an audience surrogate for like audiences that just pick apart horror movies or pick apart movies in general. And we even have like the sheriff saying as much like this fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, don't critique my movie. It's not even done yet yeah so the the man's like really speed it up get to the end just just end it i want to see what the end is i don't care what it is just end it so then they like close the door and the guy's still sitting there like watching from super close now and the tire explodes the mannequin's head and the dynamite you know doesn't go off because it it only goes for the head and that would not have worked and the sheriff the sheriff's like okay fuck this i fucking hate (laughs) you (laughs) he grabs his (laughs) shotgun and he walks into the the room or the building and just pumps it full of shotgun shells brings out this carcass that looks like you know an alligator you'd find on the side of the road a ripped up tire and he just throws it at the old man and he's like I'm done and the old man's like what that's it that's the end of it right there that can't be the ending (laughs) and then the quote he's been reincarnated as a tricycle
1: oh my god when he rolled out as a tricycle I was like yes
0: so good this fucking tricycle rolls out of the house doesn't explode the old man's head. He blows him up like completely. So he's more
1: powerful because technically he's got three times the rubber. I, I got three wheels assume so. So now he's fucking way more powerful. So he can explode <laughs> bodies at this point, including
0: wheelchairs, because that wheelchair was fucked. Yeah, that's super fucked up. Um, <laughs> given what happens afterwards in that the tricycle rolls away and just like rolls down the road and eventually gets like a legion of, of tires rolling with it. Um, He definitely could have used that wheelchair if he had just saved it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Could've Someone else could have of... used it at least. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to have a human follower, right? Like, somebody to Ooh. carry you up some stairs or something at least. Yeah. Rubber part two. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's <laughs> the thing. Uh, this is how the movie ends. The tricycle's just rolling down the street, and there's just a bunch of tires rolling with it. And it gives you this, like, sinister feeling of, like, oh... They're just going to go take over the world now, because how you how you going to stop them? Shotguns, yeah, they, yeah, maybe, but then they all come back as tricycles. and then what? Cars, monster trucks. <laughs> like, this, it's endless. Is this the the uh, prequel to Stephen King's Christine? Like, oh, that'd be a good one. I see. Yeah, because they yeah because they pull up to Hollywood.
1: And then that's where it ends. But I think it would have made it that much better as if that bell rang on the tricycle, like right at the end, right before it cut to black.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought that would have
1: made it just a little bit more better. But it's still, all in all, pretty good ending for him turning into a fucking
0: tricycle. Yeah. Uh, For such a wild fucking movie, we never got like a lot of answers. and Obviously, we weren't going to. But man, it's a treat. Like, it's a treat watching a movie that just, it takes itself so fucking serious (laughs) but at the same time it just it shows you how ridiculous like regular horror movies are you know because you can see the same things in like faceless horror movie villains you know people with masks on and like ghosts and stuff Uh, how is it any different than a tire to be honest like ghosts specifically um yeah you can see the tire like that's it when there's like a possession going on or something like that so i mean outside of the stuff that's like Oh, my loved one is possessed. You know that, not yeah, like that, that is okay. thirteen ghosts or something. You know, like you're in this house, and the ghosts aren't really scary. Just like a tire isn't, but then they can start doing shit to you, and then then everything's all fine. And it's scary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like to me, this movie, I viewed it as this critique of horror, this critique of of filmmaking and film watching. Um, it's just like all the audience was like super into the gore and stuff. And there were all the ones that were like, no, this fucking sucks. Like I'm out. And then there was the diehards who were like, I just need to see this to the end. I just need to see what the end is. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's Um, true. It had all those elements into it. I also thought, and I, I found an answer to this one, but I also thought that it was like a critique of how horror movies generally just exist while somebody is watching. Many of them do not have this, like, larger scope like you know implications of something like final destination you know like final destination is one of those things where you you stop watching it and you're like oh shit like this could happen but something like halloween you're like oh this this bad guy just killed all these people and then it's over there's no like world lore that goes with it you know what i'm trying to say yeah um but the the director actually said that um he kind of made this movie and made the the audience part of it like kind of a commentary on his first film um which is a movie called non-film and it's about a a movie that continues production even after the lead actor has accidentally killed all the crew um oh wait i'm sorry i'm getting mixed up i'm getting mixed up his first film was a film called non-film which blah 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 blah, um and he said it's a lot like rubber but more disturbing and that instantly made me want to watch it (laughs) <laughs> yeah no I'm damned down that sounds awesome yeah but um <laughs> back to my back to my other point um that's actually a reference to his first theater release which is a movie called Stake, and it fucking bombed like it went horribly like so bad for this guy and oh, he said God. he said the audience in this movie and particularly the old man is um a reference to that because quote we need at least one guy in the theater to make the movie exist And I thought that was really smart. Like it's you, you need to have people watching your movie. Like as wild as this movie is, he knows that like, he needs to have people watching it to even have a reason for it to exist. You know Uh, this one did not like do so well for him or, you know, for the people who published it. Um, It was made on like $800,000 and it grossed like a hundred thousand. Ooh, that's not good. No, it's it's, it's not, it's not really good. (laughs) no that's really bad <laughs> um, but on the topic of the rest of the audience he did say that people like journalists would ask him like hey is the, the audience thing is that like you know kind of this commentary on how Hollywood is like poisoning the audience with all this like dog shit movies and stuff and he's like no, no I, I literally just poisoned the audience because I woke up one day and was bored with them so <laughs> I I love that insight into his writing process uh, so my last note is that he was inspired primarily by steven spielberg's the duel for this movie and that you can find like fear and in innocuous things uh have you ever seen that movie no no i never caught that one it was uh if i remember correctly it was about uh well i googled it and this is not what i thought that no, well, this is a western <laughs> anyway if it's the movie i'm thinking of it was um essentially a dude driving a car and then like another car starts following him and it's like a it's like one of those road horror movies. Um it may have been a Stephen King? Oh, okay. That would uh, make more sense if it was Stephen King and not Steven Spielberg. Oh, no. No, I mean it was a Steven Spielberg movie. Um but no, it was a uh, Richard Matheson book. Um he did uh, I, I Am Legend is his most famous one. Um for those who are not familiar. Um but yeah, one. I mean I think that's rubber. Do you think that's rubber? I think that's rubber to the to the full extent of this movie (laughs)
1: yeah, (laughs) for all that it can be
0: Uh final final thoughts. I think you should watch rubber because it's fucking wild. It's definitely worth a watch. And I think
1: probably like 10 minutes into it, you'll want to finish it. It's not something that you're going to have to sit through and really have to push yourself through. It's, it's within the first
0: 10 minutes that you're just like, I kind of got to see what happens now. Yeah, and it's real short. It's like an hour 15, hour 20, so it's not like a huge time commitment. No, no, not at all. It's super short. All right, well, we're going to take our week-long break. Um, Do you want to tease our next movie a little bit?
1: Yeah, so um, I don't know much about this movie. I have seen it um, as a trailer, and it's it's very interesting as far as, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it because I haven't really looked much into it.
0: Let's just say... There's a beautiful Australian Outback setting and a fucking beast. I, th- I think that's all that needs to be said about this. Yeah, that, yeah, no, that sounds accurate. Yeah. Find out more next week. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We will see you probably next Friday on That's Terrible.